welcome to Madness in the Method, the podcast where we talk about uh, Nicolas Cage and his uh, prolific and illustrious career. Uh, my name is Tobias, and with me as always is my friend and trusty co-host, uh, Christopher. Hello, everyone. Hello. And this is the first episode of season two, so to speak. Um, we sort of, when we when we started uh, uh, planning this podcast, we sort of, we... Um, we divided it up into into seasons, season arcs, so to speak. Um, so the first one was what do we call it? The road to yeah, first the Oscars. Season one was road to the Oscars. So it started with his first movie and then uh, ended with uh, the movie he won an Oscar for. Uh, yes, Las Vegas. leaving Las Vegas. And now season two, this is when we move into the action movies, yeah. like, and we call that Mr. Superstar because it's really his uh, his his prime. I mean. Not for quality of movies, maybe. No, but, I but mean, it was when the... he was he was on top in in his career. Yeah, this was the time when everyone sort of uh, heard of Nicolas Cage, and he became a name on posters, and people were like, "Oh, it's a Nicolas Cage movie." Uh, yeah. Before it was, uh, "Oh, it's a Nicolas Cage movie," <laughs> <laughs> or or uh, yeah, or or even before that, it was Nicolas Cage. I heard of him, but uh. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so so season two, we we start off then with a one of his more famous movies, The Rock, the yeah. 1996 Michael Bay action mess. Uh, <laughs> to to spoil what I think about the movie, mm. um, but but I mean we don't really need to introduce. It. Everyone knows it. Um, yeah. a, a crazy general grabs a bunch of he grabs a bunch of uh, uh, hostages, puts them on. Well, they're already on. Alcatraz, but you know, yeah. and he threatens to uh, well, not only kill them, but kill everyone in San Francisco with uh, poisonous gas missiles if he doesn't get a bunch of money. And it's up to uh, FBI special biochemist Nicolas Cage and uh, escape artist Sean Connery to save the day. And that's yeah. the movie. Yeah, pretty pretty straightforward. Um, a, a, a pr- simple premise. Just, just you know, you th- you throw in some action set pieces. You wrap it up in about between ninety and one hundred and ten minutes, and then you're done. Yeah. Sixty million dollars budget, uh, two hundred dollars profit, and th- th- that's it. That's it. Yep. But since this is a Michael Bay movie, <laughs> it's I'm, I'm being a little hyperbolic here, but it's almost two and a half hours long, and it takes an hour for them to get to the titular rock. Yep. Because they decided to put this a lot of weight behind the the, the terrorists, a lot oh, of God, backstory yes. and a lot of justifications. Yes, yes. Um, it opens with this really, uh, I don't want to say dumb, but it is dumb narration. Like like g- giving giving the the general uh, General Hummel, played by uh, Ed Harris, giving him his. Um, his motivation for doing what he's doing, just sort of, sort of justifying it, which is fine, you know, to have uh, an antagonist we 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 can maybe uh, not empathize with, but understand his his uh, his reasoning. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's so many scenes of him just talking over the phone with like FBI or, or the Secret Service or whatever. He's he's talking to the government people and just get to the fucking island and start shooting people. What is happening here? So, uh, first off, before we go yeah. too far... Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, have you seen this movie before? I have seen it before. Yes. Um, and what did you I think seen... then? Back then, well, I looked I looked it up, um, mm-hmm. and I had actually rated it before on IMDb a long time ago, uh, or at least a few years ago, and I gave it a 7 out of 10. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay. And I remember I watched it not that long ago, Maybe because we talked about doing the podcast, and I just started looking up what um, Nicolas Cage movies were available for, like streaming for free. Mm. Um, but this was one of them, and I remember watching it then and, and act kind of liking it. Um, but that was like well, over, over a year ago now, um, and since then, I, I guess I've my, my my taste in movies have changed because I watched <laughs> it yesterday and today because I fell asleep. <laughs> And I don't like it at all. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not like terrible, but I don't. I don't like it. It's not like I'm gonna watch it again <laughs> anytime soon. 
Yeah, so I I have seen it, obviously, but I, I that's over ten years ago. Um, yeah. back in the day when you find Nicholas Cage. This is it wouldn't surprise me if this is like one of the first ones I saw of him. I don't know, yeah. but on a TV yeah. or something like that. Yeah, probably. Because uh, it is, as you said, one of his most famous movie. Um, and I remember thinking it was fine. It was. Mm-hmm. This was an okay movie. Uh, but then, because I haven't rewatched it since the first time I saw it. Okay. And I've heard over the years, uh, everyone I've talked to and or mentioned Nicolas Cage. This is one of the movies. Comes. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good action movie with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Uh, so, so I, I've always thought that maybe, maybe it is, yeah, it is pr- probably a good movie. I remember it was fine, uh, and I, I'd say <laughs> it's not a good movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but it is fine. It's, it's yeah. It is in the cat. It is a, a straight down the line uh, Michael Bay movie. It. <laughs> well, got it got a lot of action. It is, it is very much a Michael Bay movie, I yeah. think. Now, when you when you when you when you've watched enough of his stuff and mm. you can recognize his his um, his style, it's like, oh, this is a Michael Bay movie. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, you you're more uh, knowledgeable of <laughs> Michael Bay than I am. Yes, uh, I used to be a fan. Yeah, when I was have younger, you seen like all of his movies. More or less. Yeah. Uh, I, I've only seen, yeah. like, the the big ones. Like, Transformers 1, I think I saw... I think I saw number 2. Uh, yeah, I've seen, I've seen all of them, except, the except for Bumblebee, but he didn't make them. Bad Boys 1. I, I've, saw, I've seen the big ones, but n- yeah. m- not really any of the sequels uh, of anything. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I gotta say, I, I am not... I I remember specifically when I stopped liking Michael Bay movies, um, and it was I, I think it, it partly because I, I I stopped being a child, um, <laughs> and 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 partly because it was it was one of the Transformers movies because I I remember when I saw Transformers two, which is I guess except for maybe the fourth one, it's the one that people hate the most. Um, I remember like watching for the first time. This is in 2009, so I was 19, which is a little... Whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, And really liking it. um, This was back when I was blogging my my movie thoughts and and my movie critique. Um, And I wrote like a a blog or whatever you want to call it on Facebook and really praising it. Um. And then a couple of years later, when the third one came out, I went and saw that, of course, because I really liked the, the the second one. It was just like, what is this? What is this trash? This isn't, <laughs> this isn't good. And then uh, I've I've gone back and and like watched the Transformers movies again. And it was like, and I I don't know what I liked about them before. Even the first one, which is kind of like mild if you compare them to the other ones. Um. And then going back and watching like the older Michael Bay movies, yeah, in- including this, then, and it's just like I don't, I don't really know what it was I liked about his style because it's, it's just bloated. Is the best word for it. Yeah, there is so much. I I remember I remember those times we had yeah. a lot of long discussions of it when I said, I mean, it's fun <laughs> but it's not good. But you no. you didn't have you couldn't have it. No, no, uh, it's good. <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> then you found the light. <laughs> yes, grew yes. up. Um, um, and I, 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 I don't think he's done a single good movie. I mean, look, looking at what he's done, I do still like. I think Bad Boys is a fun movie. Yeah, um, first Bad Boys is pretty. First pretty Bad good. Boys is yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and that's that is his first movie, really. Yeah, did a lot it of music like, videos and stuff before, but yeah, it feels like he's done like so many movies, but he hasn't done that many movies no. really. Uh, just quickly, from just looking at his movies, we're not going to yeah. talk too much about Michael Bay because it's not Michael Bay podcast. No, but, no, no. But still, uh, so, yeah, Bad Boys is a pretty good movie. Yeah, I, I like. I wouldn't say it's a good movie, but I like the island. That's uh, actually the only one. Well, I haven't seen that, and I haven't seen Thirteen Hours. That's the only ones I haven't seen. Okay, so, I, I like that. There are there's some good stuff in it. 
Uh, and I'd, I'd still say Armageddon is a pretty good movie, even if you like look past the obvious plot holes and it's an idiotic premise. It's a fun space movie. I'd say. I I can't remember liking it. I haven't seen yeah. it in, ma- in many many years. Yeah. Um, the the on- I do own it on DVD, but that's just because it's one of the greatest commentary tracks of all time. Yeah. I don't know if we talked about that, but it's like a collection of interviews. None of the none of the actors or Michael Bay are in the same room, so they've all just been like. Is is that the interview. one where where um, uh, oh, what is it called? Uh, ben Affleck just talks oh, yes. about trash about yes, the movie. He, he trashes the movie yeah. so much. It's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I watched cl- I've I've heard clips of it, but I haven't watched yes. all of it. I um, I saw those clips. and I was like, I need to buy this. <laughs> um, but yeah. So and yeah. again, and Transformers. First Transformers. It's. If it's, again, just this again, if you just look past the obvious flaws in the story, it's fun action. I'd say. Sure. The first. I I, 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 I can agree to that. Yeah. yeah. And that's about it. That's um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And and I I can say I will not put The Rock on this list of fun movies that Michael Bay made. <laughs> no. Maybe um, if it if it if it was like one thirty one forty length. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it could work. Uh, another thing I was thinking of, because they put so much... So, quickly, um, the the terrorist guy, a general, he's this super general who has been in the military forever and ever, and has oh, yeah. done all the stuff. Uh, but he was sort of part of some kind of underground hit squad to do war crimes for the America. Yeah, um, they, they were they were a, a, a black ops group. Yeah. Did illegal illegal operations through and wartime. So because of and everyone's if someone dies under his command in this black ops group group, uh, they are just sort of covered up and they mm. disappear sort of. Uh, they don't even get a proper burial. Yeah. So he goes in with all of this uh this uh, taking Alcatraz uh and take hostages to get money from an like black ops illegal fund that exists mm. that is secret fund the pentagon yeah. has to just give money only to the people that that has died that's that's his whole whole thing and it's yeah. it's a pretty good thing it's if a noble he, cause yeah. yeah but it, it also it could be great if he was the main character yeah cuz if you if you made this movie if you cut out all the action and just made it like a a a dark drama sort of movie where this this kind of drama movie where where the Americas has failed this man and he has to make it right and then he yeah. has a tragic end at the end of the movie and then we have in the post credit scenes we can see that no it didn't matter that could have been a pretty good movie um but we don't need all that backstory and this pretty interesting plot for the bad guy who's barely in the movie after we we have established him. Yeah, like he he yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of exposition for a character that yeah, like you said, he's not in the movie after that. Yeah. And it's it's not even like his his presence is felt cuz he he's just a guy in a room. Yeah. And um it's it's never like uh, Nicolas Cage or John Connery's character are like questioning why they're trying to stop him or maybe he's actually right maybe the government shouldn't you know uh, sweep these soldiers under the rug or anything there's there's never any question who who's a good guy and a bad guy even if they kind of try to do it before they kill him off yeah. and when he, when he literally says my god what have I done yeah. and he, as he dies he's like oh my come on come on bruh <laughs> so, so that's the biggest flaw that it's the wrong main character really for this script <laughs> yeah yeah because it, it would have been more interesting if we followed him to see these guys just trying to attack Alcatraz and he tries to hold it while he's trying to be a, sort of a good guy with bad measure I'm thinking like sort of a yeah. Rambo thing sort of yeah 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 exactly but with, um, a, with a platoon not a one guy no yeah sure yeah yeah, and and he he becomes more and more like uh, crazy basically towards the end, and and in the end, even his own uh, men are trying to are starting to question his motives. Yeah, and, and then, then you know they, when he dies, they... he find it, he realizes he he did it 
it was uh, not a worthy cause or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So he's yeah. he's he has absolution in death. Perfect. Yeah. 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 But no, but, we have uh, to follow these weird. Yeah, that's that, that. And the problem there is that it's produced by Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer, um, uh, and and directed by Michael Bay. That's the problem. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you're aware of, of Jerry Bruckheimer. I guess is a pretty famous producer. Yeah, um, isn't that he the one the Independence Day and all those, right? No, no, he did. Um, well, he did all the Michael Bay movies, and he did a bunch of he did uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies and the National oh. Treasure movies. Uh, big big time producer. He doesn't do much lately, I think. But you know, oh. he used to do a lot of stuff. I was thinking of that producer who does all the well, who did all the uh, the catastrophe movies. Oh no, that's uh, Roland Emmerich. Yeah. Oh, Emmerich, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but but it's it's kind of funny because you you know that uh, not not so much maybe Jerry Bruckheimer, but more his his producing partner Don Simpson. Um, he's like the 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 you know the, that that stereotype of the Hollywood producer who's like <laughs> snorting coke and having st- prostitutes coming to his hotel room and like yeah smoking cigars and what movie we're we gonna make next? <sighs> yeah, he. He is, or was, he died from a coke overdose. <laughs> he was that guy. L- look up Don Simpson. He is, I mean, in a way, a, a-, a fucking legend, but also like a maniac who produced only these kinds of movies. For like 10 years, he did, uh, he did like uh, Beverly Hills Cop or whatever it's called, the the uh, Eddie Murphy movie. Mm. Um, he, he did like uh, Days of Thunder, Top Gun. He did... Um, well, he did this. Um, this was the last movie. He died during the production of this movie, um, and it, it is it, he is he's so such a, a cliche of a movie producer, and you can really tell when you watch this movie that because he's he was always like he was very hands on. He was involved in the writing and he was on set and everything, and you can really tell this 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 movie is, is made by what well, one Michael Bay and two a, a, a coke fiend. <laughs> yeah, because it's so bloated. Like th- that goddamn car chase. That is the worst part of the movie. Oh fuck yeah, that car chase at well, it's I, I was gonna say the beginning because they're not the rock, but that's like the middle point in the movie. Uh, it's like uh, thirty five uh, minutes in. Uh, no, it's I looked it up. It starts at forty minutes and it goes on for seven minutes, but it gosh. feels like three times that long. And it's just and it's just so. Well, most of the action scenes in this movie is just ridiculous. The point of becoming. It looks like an amusement park, sort of. Yeah, but they're not exciting. Game. They're no. just ridiculous. They're, they're, yeah. not, they're not fun. They're specific, that, that car chase, like, action should always f- serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. But why do we have that car chase in the movie? It, yeah. It, I, the only reason it's there is for him, he drives to meet his daughter. Yeah. But did we, did we really need a seven-minute car chase for him to talk to his daughter? Can he just have gone and talked to her? Well, yeah. he 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 heard. I know. Out. The, oh, yeah, he had to break out because yeah. they wouldn't let him talk to his daughter. That could have just been another one of his demands for helping yeah. them. Because I mean, the the beginning of that scene, I like oh, that, the, yeah, on sure, the balcony that's, that's and fine. in the hotel, the hotel room. Yeah, sure. Yeah, all that is pretty good. But as that should have as... been that should have been the whole escape attempt, yeah. like him throwing the guy over the the uh, the railing and. Like getting out of the ho- um, the hotel, but then yeah. Nicholas Cage should have like pointed a gun and said "freeze, Mister," just like he does. But down in like the foyer, and he stops. Yeah. He just wanted to, just so we know that he can easily escape if he wants to, but he won't. He's actually yeah. going to ha- help them. But no, it's a seven-minute car chase, and they wreck half San Francisco in it. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it, again ridiculous amount of damage it does. Yeah, and and the other the other action scene that also was just. This was hard not to laugh. Is the one with the where they fall into a like uh, an amusement ride? Oh yeah, the mine cart. Because yeah, there's they're... mine shafts under Alcatraz. <sighs> Maybe there is. I don't know. But yeah. I mean, it felt like yeah. But what? it felt like every time <laughs> it was like, oh, if you just jump through this hole in the wall, you you appear inside of a mine shaft. Yeah. How did that work? If in Alcatraz, to just have it was the 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 way down to the the mine shaft or the mine cart or whatever, that was like a garbage um, shoot. Yeah, I don't. In, 
I don't doesn't know. make sense. No, and and a, a great like telltale sign that it wasn't a fun action scene is that I instead of paying attention to the action, I started looking up like trivia about the movie because it was like, <laughs> okay, so they're gonna shoot for a while and then the movie's gonna continue. Okay, yeah, and just stop watching. Yeah, I mean that is the biggest problem that you have this story and then you just sort of mash action scenes in it, and the action yeah. scenes aren't fun. No. If they would be fun, if they were fun, yeah, sure. If, yeah, that that helps. But I mean, I, I guess action movies have really like uh, they've had. Well, now it's been a while, but in the last like ten years, they've really had like an upswing, and there's mm. more quality action movies being made. Um, and I, I I I think one of them one of the the reasons is well, we have better like choreography, and when it comes to like hand to hand combat or just gun fu stuff, but also. Um, just the writing in action movies nowadays, like like most of most of the quality action movies being made nowadays, the action has a purpose. Like when John Wick starts shooting up that that club in the middle of John Wick One, no. he's not just going there to shoot gangsters. Like he's trying to find someone, and they're trying to stop him from finding that person. Like, sure, it's it's long, but there's a reason he's there. He's not just walking into the place and start shooting people. And that's an interesting point. I wonder if this movie falls flat because we are accustomed to better action. That when then this came out, was this good action? I, um, I mean, it got okay reviews. Yeah. And I, I and I, I wrote, because I, I started using uh, Letterboxd a lot, so I, I, I wrote a review for it, and, and there is I, I mentioned that I used to like it, and, but yeah. since since I first saw it, I've, I've, yeah, I've grown accustomed to a, a higher standard of action movies, so it hasn't aged well. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that is just the issue with the movie, that it hasn't aged well. That is, yeah. It's not that it's a bad movie, it just hasn't aged well. I still um, think it's kind of bloated with the story, or a story, but... Yes, yes. Um, and I mean, it, like I said, it didn't get great reviews back in the day. It got a 58 meta score. So, I mean, it got everything from an 8 out of 10 from Roger Ebert, Jesus Christ. A first-rate <laughs> slam-bang action thriller... Yeah. With a lot of style and no little humor. Oh, that's another thing. Can we talk about that? We shouldn't talk too much about reviews right now. We'll do that later. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's another problem with this. There is a bunch of like jokes inserted or attempt at jokes that just does not work with the pretty heavy, uh, 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 heavy story that is going on. Like threatening the lives of thousands of people and, you know, they're doing this for the f- fallen marines and blah de blah de blah um, But then you have, like, Nicolas Cage running around and talking about Zeus's butthole and uh, you have the, the effeminate gay hairdresser and it's just these weird jokes being inserted everywhere. Or not everywhere, but here, here and there. And it's just like, it doesn't fit. I, I I don't I don't think I don't think it gels with the tone of the movie. I I gotta say I did not even notice it. I thought it okay. worked out fine. The, again, there was no it wasn't funny jokes. I was I didn't laugh out loud. No, but yeah, I mean, yeah. But I I would put th- these jokes on the par of, uh, well, at least the same ballpark as like Die Hard also has jokes and that's also very heavy. Yeah, but they they feel in in Die Hard most of them come comes from from uh, from John McClane, Bruce Willis' yeah. character, and they feel like the kind of jokes that a guy like John McClane would make in that situation. Like they're mostly to, to ease the tension of of, of 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 him being one man against the whole like team of terrorists or I guess thieves. Um, and and there is a there is a there is a uh, what do you call that? It's if they feel more they feel more like natural. a character traits. Yeah, it feels more natural to his character. Yeah, I, I get that, but I I think these jokes feel out of place because of everything in the movie feels out of place. Yeah, <laughs> that you that you that, yeah. that you look at these things, you think this doesn't work, and then you look after other things that doesn't work, and then you find like the jokes. But if if you didn't look for it, it wouldn't be an issue. Because I, I think, because I didn't have a problem with jokes. Because it was, in an ac- action movie, needs to have jokes. You can't have an action movie without jokes. 
Sure. No. Uh, not haha jokes, but smart smirks and small. Yeah, to to bring some levity. Yeah. So I yeah, I I, sure. I don't think that was an issue. I think just that everything is, as you said at the beginning, a mess. That yeah. just everything is a mess. That you, you try to do a a serious drama movie and an action movie and a blockbuster movie and uh, like. I don't know. All these cliches they use. They try to use every cliche that exists, sort of. Yeah. With this, um, oh, we need to get this guy out of prison. He's like a ghost. He's the greatest, uh, but he's too dangerous. We've locked <laughs> him up for 30 years. Uh, <laughs> like, and and the Nicolas Cage character, oh, he's, he's just a guy who sits behind a desk, but now he goes into the field for the, la- for, for the first time. And yeah, yeah. I mean that that works. I I think that works. But having having Sean Connery be this like yeah, this 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 ghost who doesn't even have a name, and we've kept him in prison for thirty years. They 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 build him up too much. He's just an old guy who who like punches people, and he's not even <laughs> really good at that. Well, I, what I'm saying is that all of these things are good, but not if you put all of it together. Every, no, yeah. every specific thing here is good, but not in this arrangement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's 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 bloated. There's too yeah. many cliches, too many, uh, yeah, too much stuff put into it. Yeah, and you could definitely cut down this movie like half an hour, and sure. it wouldn't even uh, yeah. notice. Again, no, yeah. and this thing where they have like fifteen missile missiles they need to disarm, and then we have a. <laughs> A cut, just a quick cut. Oh, okay, 12 of them are now disarmed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Why do we all have... Sudden, they, we got them all. Okay, oh, there's one left. Oh, okay. Why, why, why not just say that they have one that could decimate uh, the yeah. entire San Francisco Bay Area and then have them search for that one instead of having them run around and get five of them and then five more and, okay, now there's only two left. Okay. Yeah. It, 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 it kills the momentum. Oh, definitely. Um... So I, 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 I like this is almost to the point where I don't understand how this was even a successful movie. Why, why did people like this? What, what, what was the the? Did we have any good action movies at this time? Ninety six. Die Hard was like a year before, a few years before. Which one? Die Hard first one. Oh yeah, that was 88, so almost 10 oh, years was, later. Oh, I, I, thought, I thought that was like 94. Okay. Uh, no, we had um, uh, 93, we had Die Hard with a Vengeance, the third one, which is um, not the greatest, but it's better than this. Uh, um, yeah, I guess. It was a long time I saw it, but... Um, I mean, the same year as this, you had Independence Day, but that's not really a good movie. Um, at least, but <laughs> I want to say it's better than this, almost. I mean, that's like an epic sci-fi Alien Invasion movie, and it's only 10 minutes longer. That's insane. Um, <laughs> this shouldn't be 2 hours and 17 minutes. No, definitely. Um, and we had... Um, uh, three years before this, we had um, uh, Jurassic Park. I don't know. Braveheart in 95? Uh, that's, not, that's not great, but you know. Yeah, so maybe it was just that people really want an action movie. Sure. And Nicolas Cage just won an Oscar, uh, and um, Sean Connery is a big name, uh, yeah. always been since like sixties. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And, well, I mean, and we also have um, uh, what is the the general guy? What is it called? Um, oh, d- uh, Ed Harris. Yeah, Ed Harris. He's also a big name. So, I mean. And um, Michael Bay just coming out this second movie since Bad Boys, which Bad Boys was a big hit, is pretty big. Yeah, sure, but it's, it's like it's not good. <laughs> no, but it, I, I think it just was one I of those th- movies that it was the perfect audience bait at the perfect time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They threw a bunch of money at it. Yeah. Obviously, it cost $75 million in 96, so... Yeah, and I mean, if you look... If you if you just read the synopsis and you look at the poster, it looks like a good movie. This looks oh, like yeah. fun. Oh, yeah, and um, uh, the, the trailer is good because um, they yeah. use all that cool slow motion footage he always uses. 
Yeah, um, so, Michael Bay uses. So it's not it's not a surprise for me that they, this became like a, a blockbuster big movie that made a lot of money. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. Because it, everything works for it. Except sure. the movie itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. And, and and also, I mean, some people just want action. If you read the reviews on IMDb, people love this movie. There are a lot of people who love this. Just this is cool action with cool guys doing cool stuff. And so but there's 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 better there's better stuff out there. You don't have to watch this, please. <laughs> and, and as I said, at the beginning. I don't hate this movie. I think it is pretty I don't know. I, I think it's I don't pretty hate good. It either. I think it's pretty good. I'll watch it again. It's pretty good. But it just falls flat on so many points. Yes. But I yeah. I I'd rather watch this than any of the Transformer sequence. Uh yeah. For action. This is this is shorter and yeah. <laughs> At least that has big robots and more explosions. So that's better, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I said I'd rather see this than Transformers. Oh right. Oh, uh, what? No, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, have you seen Transformers Three? God damn it! No, I. They they, they throw skyscrapers at each other. It's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, um, oh, um, just a, another scene, just to nitpick a little more. That was it. Was so cringy because it was so so a fourteen year old wrote it. The, the scene in the showers where the SEAL team ca- came up from the sewers. Oh, yes, yes. When the, the SEAL team comes up and they have this, this standoff and it, it just it's just macho speak. Yes, military jamongo. It, it's the same as uh, technobabble, but military jargon. <laughs> and everyone's it's, just screaming. Yeah, it's just, you swore an oath. You swore an oath. You should use my correct... Uh, uh, whatever it's called, uh, rank, yeah, and, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, we. I'm telling you to stand out. Yeah, and we we swore out to this country to save everyone to help. <laughs> <laughs> and then this big slow motion, uh, uh. just shootout, and we knew this. Pe- these people, we know them for like, I don't know, fifteen minutes, minutes yeah. barely. We've seen yeah. them for fifteen minutes. We know them. We don't know them, yeah, no. no. And and we're supposed to feel so much yeah. for these people. That's the other problem. Like, like talking about, like, style over substance, like, Michael Bay, there's a lot of, like, slow motion, um, like, close-ups and inserts in the action. Um, but it's not used to, like, emphasize the action. It's It feels like it's there to emphasize the emotion but there is no emotional investment in these characters in the action scenes. So why they show them dying in slow motion and you have the, like, ho, 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 music. He's like, why? Show, show the bullets flying in slow motion <laughs> instead or something. Emphasize how cool the action is, not how dramatic it is. Yeah. We're making an important movie, it feels like. But you're not. Yeah, yeah and that scene, I mean, that scene, again, it could work if the rest of the movie was like that sort of like uh if i remember that movie correctly like platoon is a lot yeah. of that as a lot yes. of that uh, but, but and that one is all about getting to know the characters before yeah. they die <laughs> so that but if you put if you took put if you don't show anything between you just take a person who hasn't watched the rock and you show the car chase scene and the shower scene <laughs> i don't think they could guess it's the same movie no no, that's that's two completely different movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, but but if you can watch every scene in a vacuum, uh, and don't let the scene before that taint the scene after that, it works sort of sometimes. Yeah, sure. There's a couple of scenes that are good. Yeah. Um. And and the shot of of Nicolas Cage with the two green flares, like mm. that's that's cool. That's Man. the big that's the big trailer shot, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. There, that, that, there's a bunch of scenes in this movie that are purely there for the the trailer. That's oh. that's obvious. When when Sean Connery he like rolls through the fire thing and mm. opens the door, and there's like this great uh, like uh, dolly shot in on his face, and like gentlemen, welcome to the Rock. Yeah, that's just there for. 
the trailer because they're already on the rock. <laughs> They've been on the rock for like fifteen minutes. The other gentlemen, uh, welcome to the rock. The other our other line that really I don't remember exactly what he say, but when the FBI head FBI guy uh, tells. Uh, the story of John Connery. Ugh, yeah. That was also very, very trailer, uh, trailer-ish how they wrote that line or that dialogue. It's, it sounds cool. Yeah, he yeah. he was from SES and he broke into the Capitol and he stole this microfilm. Okay, cool. He's the wow. greatest escape artist that ever lived. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. And again, greatest escape artist that ever lived. Based on what? That he broke out of Alcatraz once? I mean, that's he's the only one to ever do that, but we never see those skills put to the test. Like, yeah, but I, I would in the put, movie I we never I say that that's the greatest escape artist ever known because he broke out of a jail once. Sure, it's well, a hard jail, but it is it, infamous for like never having anyone escape from it. Yeah, but if you, so. if you say the greatest escape artist ever lived, then it's like we put him in seventeen jails and he broke yes. out of every one of them. That's true. It shouldn't just be one prison. Yeah, yeah that's, that's sure. what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> so there's, as you said, a lot of hype around this character in the movie, uh, and and I, I guess he punches hard. He does some very yeah. very uh, improvised kills. <laughs> But but that is that's it. Yeah, he rolls her in fire once, and he's old. <laughs> he's oh yes, he's old, but he's he's not too old. <laughs> ah. Oh, what is the, what's the other thing he says? Hold on, I gotta see if they have it. Yeah, uh, um, when they're they're, they're like he if, um, uh, Nicholas Cage is almost like giving up. It's just right after the 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 shower scene, and mm. um. Uh, he, uh, Sean Connery. Yes, here it is. Sean Connery's like, "Are you sure you're ready for this?" Because they decide to actually go and do it. And he says, "I'll do my best. Your <laughs> best. <laughs> Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen." <laughs> yeah, and that's that's one of those lines you see on uh on like nine gag pictures of uh, Joker. <laughs> yeah, and then and then Nicholas Cage answers with Carla Worth, the prom queen. <laughs> really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But oh. uh talking about Nicolas Cage because this is the Nicolas Cage podcast. Yes. And uh, we talked yes. about everything except Nicolas Cage so far. Um what do we think of him in this movie? Um he from what I understand he he added a lot of the personality to the character. Mhm. Um, which is once very, very, very Nicolas Cage to like yeah. take what on paper seems to have been a kind of a boring character and then make it a little more interesting at least. So I think he does he does a good job. He seems to have fun with the role, but this is not like his greatest uh, his his greatest uh, uh, achievement in in, in no. acting. But, but the this... whole the whole the whole thing with him like never swearing um, and and being like nervous was all like quirks that he added to the character oh um and there's there's even one of those moments just like with the voice his voice in uh peggy sue got married yeah that coppola tried to make him stop doing and he was like no i gotta do it um same thing here uh when he asks how in zeus's butthole did you get out of the cell that that line michael bay wanted to cut because he thought it was silly he's like really you want to cut that (laughs) Um, but Nicholas Cage was like, no, you got to keep it in. It really speaks to my character. And he, <laughs> he forced Michael Bay to keep that line in the movie. So, that's, not, you know. that's not the line you fight over. <laughs> well, if you're Nicholas Cage, it is, yeah. I suppose. But this is, though, like his first real foot into the action genre. Yes. So um, and we have had some action-adjacent movies before. Um... Uh, I'm thinking well, of like yeah, Firebirds. Uh, yeah, Firebird, and uh, I'd say like Kiss of Kiss of Death and Deadfall. Sure, yeah. They aren't action movies, but they're like in the same sort of. They are adjacent. They're they're uh, guns and there's shooting and yeah yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Uh, but this is first when he's like an action. He's not an action star in this movie. He's not like an action hero, but he is. 
He's the star, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's the star, but not an action hero. That's what I'm trying no, to say. No, that comes in the next movie. Yeah. Uh, but, but you can see here that he, he actually works in action, in the action setting. Uh, even yeah. If you see, since this is his first real action movie, uh, you can see why he got more action movies after this one, if you put it like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it, 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 it speaks to him uh, as a versatile actor, because compared, like... W- if you didn't know who Nicolas Cage was, and you 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 saw you saw Birdie, and yeah. then you heard he was going to be in The Rock, which is like what yeah. that guy with the bandages? No, <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, but, but yeah, but when he actually when he's there, he 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 does the job, and yeah, he works in an action movie, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And and I think that also sort of maybe this is just uh, overanalyzing, but it. It's it works for his career too that he his first real action movie is when he plays sort of the sensitive guy who's not really action. Oh sure, hero. yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of his the first fish out of action. water character, yeah. Yeah, and that's actually what it is in his career. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I I I like that thing with the movie. Uh, well, if you look at the at the more of a, a macro perspective. It's kind of funny though that he he follows it up with I'm not a huge fan of Con spoilers Con Air. Mm. Um, but I mean, it's he's definitely more of an action guy in that. He's got like the the white tank top, and he drives a motorcycle, and uh, you know, yeah. Um, and then and then he follows it up with one of the actual greatest action movies of all time, Face oh. Off. Oh yeah. From what I remember, though, I mean, I I remember The Rock is a good movie, and I haven't seen Face Off in a long time as well. So mm. maybe, but I I I can't imagine that being this bad. You know? Connor. But we'll get to that. Well, we'll yeah, we're not going to talk about Connor. No. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so yeah, you can see why he why he got into that and sort of got typecasted uh, for a while at least for a few movies. Uh, sure, yeah. Still, still, if you look at his movies from here on, there's a lot of different kinds of movies. But definitely oh, yeah. during this season two uh, of our podcast, there's more action, much um, more action, and they're all much more like high profile movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. Uh, we had some reviews. Uh, or you right, were talking right, right. About. Did you have? Yes. Did you look up some? Or um, well, it's some some of the uh, the the prof- the professional critic reviews. Mm. Yeah. Um, so we do it as, as as last season. We look you look up the real reviews, and I look up the <laughs> the, the, the pleb reviews. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so I already said what Roger Ebert thought. He thought it was a first rate slam bang action thriller, which. I mean, that guy's all over the place when it comes to movies. He, like, hates some great movies, and he likes some really bad movies. I always used to look up to him, but the more you read it, like, his opinion, he's like, what What was going on with this guy? Yeah, I think <laughs> I think he he's one of those... He's one of those critics that everyone looks up to until they really get into movies. Yeah, and then you're like, what? what? And, then, and then when you start to, like, Go more out of the mainstream and look at other things and have more, yeah, get more movies under your belt, so to speak, uh, and think about them critically. Then you realize, yeah, he's just a guy. <laughs> yeah, he's, I mean, he doesn't have I, some super sense of what's good and what's bad. He just, he's just a guy who has his opinions. Not to go too much off topic, but just quickly, like a great example of that. He gave like. Uh, uh, like his rating system is so weird because only did thumbs up or thumbs down. But he basically gave a, a like this movie is terrible review uh, to Ex- John Borman's Excalibur. I don't know if you've seen that one. That's an oh, amazing no. movie. Um, but whatever. It's just and I remember when I saw that for the first time, I was like, is, "Are you crazy?" <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, but he he gave so he gave this a great review. A eight out of ten, eighty eight out of a hundred. Um. And then you have uh, uh, Mark Savlov from Austin Chronicle giving a 7, 8 out of 100. The guy movie to end all guy movies. <laughs> I mean, he's right here. A ridiculously overblown summer testosterone blowout right down to the Wagnerian strains of the soundtrack and its stunningly high body count. But then he ends it with, it's also a hell of a lot of fun. And it's like, ah, you were right. Right up until then, you were, you were correct. <laughs> um... Oh, and here, here's here's a good one. Although not as expertly crafted as Die Hard or Speed, two very good action movies, uh, The Rock is exhausting in its own right. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then ending it with another, like, why? 
And that's just one of several convincing reasons to see this film. Like, <laughs> what? Damn it! <laughs> okay. Oh, this movie's exhausting. I want to see it again. I don't know. And then some, some middling reviews, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then Hal Hinson from Washington Post, he gave it the worst one here. Three out of ten. If at odd moments the rock is better than tolerable, it is usually because of its stars. Yeah. Like, without Nicolas Cage, this would, and even Sean Connery, this would suck. Like, if they just got some some no-name, like, new guy to, to do the Stanley Goodspeed role, it would be unwatchable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Uh, so, he, Nicolas Cage is definitely one of the saving graces of the movie. Oh, I think, yes. I think Nicolas Cage and uh, also Ed Harris, even though he's not sure. in the movie much, uh, if we changed out him, because he plays it so straight mm-hmm. that it sort of works this weird, uh, over complicated story. If we yeah. put someone else in it, then it would just have been. Just, uh, you couldn't take it at all serious. Now no. you're now you're like at forty percent serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, do you have any good user reviews? I mean, okay, so we have a lot of. There, there are a lot of highs and lows. There is, but this movie has like five hundred twenty reviews on IMDb. So uh, okay. there's a lot of lot of people think about this movie. Um, <laughs> so uh, there's um one for for three out of ten says just me to brain sleep for the next one hundred thirty six minutes and I'll wake you up when it's over. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but but there's one. Going through even the good and the bad reviews, everyone says turn off your brain and you have a good time. Yes, uh, and I like if you st- if you start thinking about it, it's just it's dumb. Yeah, so, yeah. So there's uh here's one seven out of ten. Well, folks, dispense dispense with the critical thinking here and just sit back to enjoy the run ride. <laughs> Plenty of gunfire and over the top action to satisfy the action fan, and not a bad sporting cast either. Um. So, yeah. I mean, people like it, but no one takes it as a serious movie. Yes, everyone seems to realize like this is not great, but it's entertaining. So, like, yeah, it's, it's it's the epitome of guilty pleasure, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then there are a few like ten out of tens. This is the best action movie ever made. But <laughs> you can look up any movie on IMDb. There's a yes. few ten out of tens. So, eh. yeah, it's, it's always going to be that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so. But most people give this like between a six and an eight, it uh, looks like. Yeah. And on IMDb, it has a score of what was it seven seven point uh, four. Yeah, and the uh, and the Metacritic was fifty eight, so five point eight. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and that's that's sort of the movie. I don't really have anything more to say more than this is a mess. We can. St- Keep nitpicking scenes, but then we can yeah. go through the entire movie, sort of. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I, sh- I should ask you about that. Like, is there any one scene that you really like? Um, that's like this is actually good. If the whole movie was like this, ooh. I would say the 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 entire scene when they are in the hotel room in the balcony. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all from when he's in the shower and calls room service to distract the FBI guys, and he takes the thing from the thing and makes yeah. this uh, rope thing, and yeah, I I think all that is good. I also think, well, not not all of it, but most of the interrogation scene with uh, Sean Connery is good too. Yeah, that's pretty good because it's it's a good introduction to the character, I'd say, um, with his uh, spouting. Phyllis, Phyllis, uh, philosophy and things like that. Yeah. Um. So, so there are a few things. Um. The ending is really I don't know. It's it felt like it was from another movie. I mean, the church thing, the end. Oh yes. It that felt like felt it. Like it, it felt like a B roll from another movie. <laughs> yeah, but, like some crime comedy. Yeah, but it, it it left like a good feeling, sort of. I, I, oh yeah. So oh, sure. Yeah, but it's it's kind of funny because. Uh, we see he he obviously has a cushy desk job at FBI, yeah. and I mean I don't know exactly, but I, I'm I'm pretty sure that pays pretty well. We don't know what she does, but she obviously has a job since she she comes home that day when he was in the lab mm. or whatever. And they live in this cool loft apartment 
the studio apartment, Lofthouse studio apartment in San Francisco. They obviously, they're, they're well off. Yeah. But in the end, they're driving this shitty Beetle. They have a dog in their front seat. And, you know, they're, he's running around in some, like, crappy Hawaii shirt. I don't, I, that feels, yeah, like you said, it feels like it's from a completely different movie. Yeah. Again, like, they gave everything up to live on the road or something. What? 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 That was also a weird thing that I was thinking of. Because at the end, so Sean Connery's thing uh, is that he has he stole this microfilm with all of the secrets? Uh, yes. The, the the aliens of Rock uh, Rockwell. Ross, no? Roswell. Right? Roswell. Roswell. Uh, Who killed JFK? And yeah, and all these things. And then everything he conveniently on one microfilm yeah, for yeah. some reason. I wonder who put everything on the same microfilm. Was... An idiot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he stole this and then he hid it and he never said where it was and that's why he's been in jail for thirty years. That, well. That's the thing. But and then at the end he gives the location to Nicolas Cage character. And I mean, yeah, yeah I get it because he's like, "Thank you, I will give you this, give this back." It's a big gesture. What the fuck is he gonna do with it? I don't know. Like, is he gonna? He's gonna blackmail the state. He's an FBI yes. agent. What? What? If, if, if yeah, I don't. That is, it's once again, it's so dumb. Because if that was like a B plot, that he was. Um, that he was helping them because, you know, he, I want to be free, but it was also helping them so he could get his hands on a microfilm and expose the government. Yeah. But he never does that. He gives it to Nicolas Cage, who, from what we see in the movie, just takes it for himself. But he was never in it to expose the government. He was no, in it he to just... steal the secrets for England, so England can just sort of uh, strong-arm the Americans. Yeah, yeah, and, and and but even 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 so, like, why give it to Nicolas Cage's character? Yeah, again? what is he gonna do with it? It's sort of it was sort of probably this is probably what happened. That producer guy, <laughs> yeah, he probably came in somewhere at the end and was like, "We need to resolve this plot line," and everyone says that was a plot line. Yes, of course, the aliens and JFK. We need to talk yeah. more about it. We need to put, we need to resolve where the microfilm is because other otherwise the the audience is gonna go go from the movie unsatisfied because everyone want to know what happened with the microfilm. Nobody cared about the microfilm. Okay, Don. Okay, just calm down. Calm down. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Make the movie. So yeah, so that was that was kind of that's a weird resolution, but again, it made a happy feeling, and it is a pretty good ending line. Yes, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Honey, you want to know who really killed JFK? <laughs> they drive off. Like, what? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, yes, tell uh, me. But then, no, of course not. You know, I, I knew they wouldn't, but it's like, and, I, oh, okay. And the movie's over. Okay. Uh, <sighs> so, yeah. So, yeah, there are some things that I liked. Was there any scenes or anything that you liked in the movie? Um, I like, agree with you about the hotel scene. That's pretty good because it's the only like clever, sort yeah. of clever scene in the movie. Yeah. Um. Other than that, um, I like the fight scene between Nicolas Cage and Gregory Sporleder, the guy he he takes the the glass ball with VX gas and puts it in his mouth and oh, breaks the because yeah. it's they use they use the MacGuffin. And he uses his knowledge of biochemistry, and it's gross when his face starts melting. So <laughs> at least cool. there was at least there was something there. Yeah. But I mean, it's really just a fist fight, like a '90s fist fight. It's not great, but it's, at least there was something there. You know? yeah. That's the yeah. only other thing that I like. Oh wow, cool! All right. Uh. But yeah, there's 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 not really yeah. Anything else to, to, to keep my interest in this? Like I said, I fell asleep halfway wow. through the movie. <laughs> so you're not going to buy this one? Uh, no. I am not. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... That was The Rock, I guess. That's that's The Rock. Well, should, we, uh. should we give it... Should we give a, our score now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are you so, going to give it? Uh, from one to ten, I'll give this a four. Four? That's low. Oof. It is low, but I, I've become. I, that's also something happened since since last season. I've become more restrictive with my my mm. uh, my uh, my scores. 
Yeah, I mean, this, I this, this, is the this is the season. You should be restrictive, of course. So yes, exactly. Because I, I, can, I can't like give this a seven, um, which I, which I did on IMDb all those years ago. Because like then it would be in the same uh, uh, category as like Peggy Sue got married or uh, uh, Racing with the Moon, and it's not, not even close. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give this, I was gonna give it a week six, but as it usually is, when we talk about it, I realize more problems than I did when I saw yeah. it, so yeah. I'm gonna give it a week five instead. Yeah. So it is a five, but it is week five. Yes. Um, yes. yeah. So, um, this season then, can close on that. Yes, let's quickly go through what's gonna happen. So it's, it's the, it's from 96 to 2006. Yeah, so it's ten years of his career. Uh, and this season is the same as last. He does a lot of movies. Uh, so he yeah. does, what is it, like, uh, not 20, but almost 20. Um, It's uh, 17. Yeah, 17 movies in 10 years. That's a lot of movies. Yeah, he does two in 97, which are uh, what we're going to talk about next. Well, we'll first talk about Con Air and then Face Off. Yeah. Um, and then City of Angels and Snake Eyes in 98, Super 8, and Bringing Out the Dead in 99. Makes pretty much two movies a year, more or less. Yeah, more or less. So there's going to be a lot. And at the end, uh, we really feel how his career is sort of taking a wrong a wrong turn somewhere at the end of the season. Yeah, uh, to, to, to give a little context, like, like we said, this is... P- at the peak of his career, so you have like we have movies like yeah, like like Face Off or or uh, uh, Gone in sixty seconds, uh, Ad- National Adapt- Treasure, National Treasure, yeah, and he th- but he throws in some artsy stuff like adaptation into there as well. Yeah, and Lord of um, War is also really good. Yeah, that's one I've never seen, and I know a lot of people love that movie. I haven't seen Lord of War. Uh, no, Oof. I never did. Yeah, uh, I know. I'm looking forward I, I to own it. that movie. I've seen it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, that, the, the the cool slipcase. I remember yeah. that. Uh, um, but yeah, so then at the end he does the Wicker Man, the infamous yes. Wicker Man. Uh, yeah, it's it's after Lord of War where he starts going down. With because yeah. I've seen the Weatherman and it's 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 not bad, but it's not great. And then yeah, yeah the Wicker Man is like the first sign of uh, the bad times. Yeah, and there's a slight 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 uptick with World Trade Center, but and then, then the next season, season three, oof. which is which we call to direct to DVD, which is his real. Real bad part of his yeah. career. That's we won't... that's that's the one where everyone knows him for now. Sort of. Yes, and we won't go into that season too much. But let's just no, say no. it also covers ten years. But instead of seventeen movies, he made um twenty thirty one movies. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's the season I think we're both uh, uh. less excited for. Yes, because it's oh. yeah, it's almost double doubly as long as the other seasons, and mostly bad. Yes, uh, but yeah. So, but yeah, for now, I'm looking forward to season two. There's yeah. a lot of good action, a lot of good movies. So, uh, yeah, I don't I'm, think there's any movie in this season that I'm not looking forward to seeing. Uh, well, the Wicker Man, I suppose. But I mean, no, that's I mean, so that's funny. A, it's a so super bad. fun movie. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I like I suppose. that movie. Yeah, sure, sure, uh, sure. <laughs> uh, well, I guess World Trade Center because it feels like, it feels really fucking boring. Um, I, I haven't seen it. So I, I haven't know. seen it either, but it looks boring. Um, yeah. So that's it, and uh, so we we yeah. we did a bit of break, but I don't think the audience have felt that or. How is um, that working out? Yeah, the way we're recording, it's been a month since the last episode aired, so to speak. Okay. Um, in the beginning of January, um, and this and this will be coming out in the beginning of February. Um, yeah. But but if you are a Patreon subscriber, you can subscribe over at Patreon.com/slash Don't Make a Scene. There will be links everywhere you're watching or listening to this. Um. You can actually get these episodes in advance. Um, so there it's going to be a little more of a gap. Because we recorded the, for the last time like in the middle of November. And it's now towards the end of January. So um, but so all, all of these episodes, at least like a few weeks in advance, they're going to be up on Patreon for early access. So for only three bucks a month, you get early access to every episode. You'll also get access to uh, exclusive episodes for my other podcasts and some other perks. You can you can look it up. Um, so please support the show over there. 
Um, if not, we still we still uh, enjoy your support in in just following and and liking on whatever platform you're listening to this, subscribing if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, and just tell your friends about the show if you like it, of course. I mean, if you don't like it, tell them anyway. So maybe they'll hate listen or hate watch. I don't know. That's still, I mean, it's still traffic. So, um, but other than that, I just want to say thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week when we're going to talk about Con Air. Until then, have a good one. Bye. Bye, everyone. Madness in the Method is part of the Please Don't Make a Scene podcast network. It is produced and directed by Tobias Vedin after a concept by Christopher Billiam. It is hosted by Tobias Vedin and Christopher Billiam. Executive producer is Annika Vedin. If you want to be a supporter of the show, please check us out on patreon.com slash don't make a scene where you can get early access to episodes exclusive episodes of other podcasts, commentary tracks, and much, much more. And we want to give a huge shout-out to our patron supporters, Laura Kinney, Rasmus Jonsson, Mom, and Dad.